Welcome to the Marriage Can Win show. This is a special election edition show. And as always, I'm Eric, and this is my beautiful wife, Dr. Sakisha Heilig, and we are your relationship experts. Now, here at Marriage Can Win, we educate, empower, and encourage couples to embrace that marriage can win, especially when you focus on three key areas, improving your communication skills, developing sound money management skills, and enhancing your level of intimacy so your marriage can win. And tonight we wanted to tackle, uh, like my husband said, in a controversial topic. Today is election day. I mean, by you know, the polls will be closing soon and, and we're gonna be getting closer to finding out who our next president will be going into 2021. And you know what's so amazing? We, we talk about marriage winning, we talk about the importance of communication, the importance of finances and the importance of sex. But we have a question on the communication part. What if you and your spouse have drastically different political beliefs? Can that impact your marriage's ability to win? Oh yes, I mean, you see how friends and family, they get into heated discussions and sometimes even fights. You got people all over the United States just acting outside of their character just because of these political views. Well, outside their character. You know, character is who you are and people aren't watching. So even though they're doing that out in public, I'm sure they do that kind of stuff in private also. But when I think about it, you know, it's easy, you know, to, to avoid some of these touchy subjects when you're in a out in public because you could change it, you know, when you're out with your friends. But guess what? When you are in your own home with your spouse, how do you avoid these types of divisive um, conversations? Because if you think about it, this election is one of the most divisive elections in history. I mean, it happens commonly where we have conversations where a husband's at one end of the spectrum, the wife is at the other end of the spectrum, and I get it. And but do you know how damaging this these particular types of conversations are within your the confines of your own home? Yes, it's it can be very damaging, and it's it comes to like almost when you're watching a football game when you're on the opposite sides. Yeah, you know, and you're rooting for your team. But the thing is that this comes from, I say, this is a character building. This year's election comes down to character for me. Um, yeah. Because if you look at the characters of the two major um, electoral uh, figures, you know, Biden and Trump, I look at the character. And that boils down to what we have been talking about. The family structure is how you were raised, who taught you, mm -hmm. you know, your mother and father, if they instilled values, if they instilled morals, if they still what's right and what's wrong, if they, if they instill truth versus lie, you know, heaven versus hell. So, you know, to me, that is very important in when we're talking about a leader of the free world of the United States of America. And you know what? I, I encourage everybody, I hope you got out today and voted and exercised your right. I mean, we personally don't like long lines, so we always do early voting. And I'm excited because this is our daughter's first year voting yeah. in a presidential election. She came home from college. She said, no, I need to vote. So I'm excited about that. Her roommates, they all went home to vote. So they took some time off from school, 
doing their work from home because they wanted to exercise their right to vote. So that says something about the level of impact that it's having, even on our younger generation, those that are just being registered um, to vote. But just think about, you know, the impact that that it's having in not only in social settings, you know, people are able to connect one another if they have these drastically different um views views you know and i think about it like last week even when we we went out for a walk and we ran into like our neighbors and you're you're kind of listening to his political views so oh, yeah. you don't want to necessarily cause a rift but you know i can understand some of the points that he was bringing up and and you know when you find out some people are voting you know their wallets how are they going to be impacted right. you know some are voting based on 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 the judgment of, of the care of the candidate. So what happens when you're married to someone, you're someone you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with, and they're rooting for one person who, you know, one candidate who you feel has questionable character and you're voting on the other one, you know, that can really turn into some heated debates. Yes. And it looks like it comes down to what's important for the individual. So yeah. Uh, we've run into a lot of people because they, they have a level of wealth that falls into the uh, tax category. They may be affected if if the tax code changes and, and the tax increases changes. So to them, that is more important than a person's you know, character, integrity, someone that you can trust. They're voting mostly on their wallets, yeah. money. Now, you know what was, was so funny? I was, you know, doing some research and, you know, as we were preparing what we were going to do in, when we we're for voting. And I was just, you know, reading, where does this candidate, I know what you see on TV, but I started just doing my own research and right. I'm like, where does each candidate stand? And, and I just thought about what about the impact that their, these candidates are having on marriages and different households. So we got to be real, you know, people who love 45, some of them either they really, really love him or they really, really hate him. There's no in between. Right. But we know a lot of times in marriage, we might be on opposing end of the spectrum and we have to find that middle ground that we can agree upon. Mm -hmm. On one candidate, there's no really no agreeing. Either you love yeah. him or you hate him. Right. So how do you find middle ground in, in that aspect? And I started finding all of these um instances where it's been reported that even his first election in 2016, it destroyed some marriages. And let me give you guys an example, some of the information I was coming across and feel free to, to email me any other stories you may have seen. And there was one where there was a lady, I think she was out of California. She was like in her seventies and she'd been with her husband for 22 years. And when she discovered that her husband voted for, 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 Trump. for Trump, she called it a deal breaker. She felt betrayed and she divorced her husband. Wow. And I said, wow. I mean, it is literally that serious. So yes. I'm thinking, okay, this That's is, serious. this is just like an isolated incident. Okay. I get That's it. Really I get serious. it. But there are like polls and all types of research. And they're saying that they did a survey of, you know, like several thousand people, about 6,500 people. And of those um, 6,500 people, 
16% of those people stopped talking to a family member or friend because of the 2016 election. 30% of them said they ended relationships entirely, like cut people off completely. And, and then 17% of these people said that they blocked family or friends on social media because of the results of the 2016 election. So what do you think is going to happen after we finish counting all of these votes um, this evening? What are your thoughts on that? Would you cut off a family member, a friend, or a loved one because they voted for a different candidate? I mean, well, you know, that's that is something um, <laughs> to really think about because uh, I know we have some friends that are just advocate Trump supporters, and <clears throat> they're being affected by some of his policies and stuff. But they're still of advocate Trump supporters. I mean. It's just, I don't know, that is something um, that is very serious. Um, and like I said, to me, it, I just can't understand that. I guess it's really how you grew up. If you grew up with mm -hmm. some morals, if your mom and your dad taught you some basic necessities of being a human being, mm -hmm. you know, that shows love, that shows care, shows empathy, that has a, le a, le a level of integrity, mm -hmm. um, have uh, respect for your fellow person as a human being mm -hmm. and then respecting you know your your mother your your sister you know eventually mm -hmm. girlfriend your wife um and you know all these things should have been taught by your mother and father mm -hmm. you know just what's right and what's wrong what's good what's bad what's evil and what is not wow. and to me that's the biggest deal breaker because wow. you can't trust a person you know it's like they have two faces they look in your face and smile behind you you know you turn your back they got a knife out get ready to stab you oh my money i mean someone like julius caesar the um, ruler and then everybody wants to opt to kill him so yeah but let's look at it let's look at it i mean these 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 statistics are astounding but when you get married you need to, we say for better, for worse, for sickness and health, for richer, for poorer, um, as long as we both shall live. But once you said all of that, then you allow things like politics to come into play. Now, I understand like fundamentally you have one candidate who, in my opinion, has been very disrespectful to women and has questionable leadership and can, I don't feel that I can trust them any further than I could throw them. And you have another candidate who has made his fair share of mistakes as well. But overall, he, you know, he's like, look, I've, I've, I've made some mistakes who will live, own up to their mistakes. And another candidate who will just continue to cover them up. So my thing is, you are showing me who you are. So should I trust you with leading this country. So that's the decision that America has to make on this evening. Now, when that, when that comes into your own home. Yeah. It, it, it ranks right up there with life and death. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like, um, you went cheated on me. Yeah. You know, you can't be break, trusted. Break yeah. Trust, breach of trust, you know? And so that's a, that's a deal breaker, you know? You know, well, I, I think about it, you know, I'm wondering how many couples, you know, you have one of them rumbling through their mind. If you can't find a way to find that happy medium, 
do I have to reevaluate that relationship? You know, can you live with the person who you have such drastic differences politically, but this election comes around once every four years, but the lasting impact of it. Right. And so, you know, it's, I, I understand that only, you know, for sure what you can deal with, what's a deal breaker and what's, uh, what's not, but you have to start thinking, are these negatives outweighing the positives? Just think about it. Um, so well, it's a big deal. Um, but before that young that young lady to divorce her husband because of the after twenty two years, right? And the thing is, is that that apparently must have affected something in the home. Mm -hmm. It must be because of his views mm -hmm. versus her views. Yeah, and something got down and got personal. It must have got really, really personal in order for mm -hmm. her to file for a divorce and then to split. So they must have got into a knockdown, drag out fight because of that. Yeah, just listening to some of these examples, and there I listened to. I was reading about one husband and wife, and they were talking about how it was difficult at um, at first because you could kind of yeah, 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 but it kept increasing and increasing because there were so many different things. They they thought about um, how how things were dealt with in regards to Supreme Court rulings, you know, and and just everything that was happening in this administration, it was tearing at the fibers of the relationship to the point where they couldn't communicate anymore because it was um, so fundamentally different. It was always a source of stress and frustration. But on the other end, I, I thought about it. Let me ask you this. Should political views be a man, not mandatory, but a necessary conversation in the dating pool? Because I was reading that matchmakers are now saying that when people are reaching out to them, they're starting to say, look, you know, I'm looking for someone professional. I'm looking for someone with a great attitude. I'm looking for someone attractive, but they must either be a Republican or a Democrat. <laughs> because there are some instances where they clicked, but when it came down to politics, there was such friction, they had to walk away from the relationship. Can you imagine something having wow. such a, a drastic impact? So I'm encouraging everybody as these, these polls, you know, right now it's, it's close. These polls are closing now. And I, I sure hope that you took advantage of your opportunity to vote, but think about, about your, your, your heart, what is your, what's going on, your standards, your values, your morals. And what's, I don't want to say it's funny. It was amazing. I read something where there was an article where, you know, a lot of people, we, we consider our parents feelings, right? right. When we're getting married mm -hmm. and we take into consideration how your parents, they interact with this person. Well, there was one family member where a part of her father's will she would not inherit any money if she married someone outside of the family's political stance, wow. which meant if she was a Democrat and she married a Republican, she'd be cut off. That's serious. And, and That's vice versa. Serious. I'm not going to give out her information. But when you think about that, you're like, that is some serious. That's like, yeah, you know, that's it, girl, when you're like. I'm not even going to leave my child anything if they marry outside of my political views. Wow, that's that's really, and, really, really serious. And that's and that's crazy. I mean, when we were in our homes and we were thinking about 
this political climate. We're thinking about our future generations and who's going to lead us the most effectively going to the future. They're going to be some drastically different positions. Some people are going to think of it specifically from a financial um, um perspective. Some are going to think, you know, how was this COVID handled? Some are going to think about health care. There are so many different topics that impact us as Americans in different ways, even as husband and wives. Because when we talk about the great divide in marriages, we're getting serious in this communication, finances and sex. Right. So then if you're voting your pocket, you may be considering one candidate. If you're thinking about the, um, uh, when it comes to, to health care and, and the leadership, you might be thinking another candidate. So that can be extremely divisive. What happens when you come to an impasse in your relationship? And, and I know we've always talked to couples and told them, you know, you focus on the things that you can agree about, but you take those one, you know, take those one or two things and, and implement our conflict resolution um, procedure, which of course you can always email us at at marriagecanwin at gmail.com and, and we'll send you a copy of that. Right, but what we gotta do is go back to the basics. We yeah. have to recognize and realize that we both are two individuals that come from two totally different backgrounds, two totally different families, and been exposed to uh, two totally different upbringings. So one, fa one family may have taught some morals and, and values that align with the candidate that you want to vote for it, and some may have not taught, you know, <laughs> any morals and values and integrity. And um, so what you really got to do is just because your views and perspectives are different, you can't, you have to have a commonality. <clears throat> you have to work through your differences, because if you were both the same, then it wouldn't be, you know, any It'd be very boring if you both just were the same look look alike, thought alike, <laughs> and everything was just the same. It'd be very boring, and there'd be no complimenting. Um, you know, so it, it needs to have some commonality. But think about it, though. What if you are in a relationship with someone and your spouse wants to support a candidate who disrespects women? You know what I mean? Would you take and that personally as a woman? Yeah. And, you know, you would think that would be something that is very valuable. But sometimes people, I guess, on their morality scale, uh -huh. that doesn't weigh, especially if they're women, uh. that morality scale doesn't, uh. it doesn't weigh high up on what makes their decisions. Because uh -huh. <clears throat> majority of people are thinking about their money. Uh -huh. They're thinking about power. So a lot of times, I mean, most positions with people in money and power, they probably are, are doing unethical things all the time. And they probably <laughs> hurt people to get where they want to. Not all. Not all. <laughs> I mean, as you see a lot of shows, you know, that's just part of it. But um, so it just depends on what they what ranks up on their scale, what makes mm -hmm. them a decision. I mean, to you and I, we think, wow, you here's someone that's openly talked bad about women, mm -hmm. um, how they just grab their private parts and stuff like that, how they just disrespectful. And you know, but I mean, I, I guess a lot of people out there just maybe they have that side where they, they think that is 
acceptable. Acceptable, huh? and even the hatred side. And maybe a lot of people in this world still stuck in the in the um, the, the days of the Civil War. They still <laughs> they still have that mentality stuck in the past. They need to go not back to the future, but they need to go to the future. Well, you know what? Get past beyond that. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So, how many couples out there listening? Be honest. You know, email us. Let us know. How many of you actually talked about politics when you were dating before you were married? You know, I don't think we talked about politics yeah. before we got married either. Yeah. Now, you know what? There is a scenario that and that that takes me back. I'm trying to remember. There was a lady that I, she was saying that um, when her and her husband first got together, that's not something that they necessarily talked about. Then they got married and they had three kids and everything was focused around family life and, and kids and everything. So politics never came up into play until recently. Right. And now they are finding out they're on drastic ends of the spectrum. So what do you do when it gets to a point where you are at an impasse? You have an otherwise amazing relationship, but then politically you are clashing and it's causing so much tension in the home that is different, difficult to, to converse with your spouse now because it's always on social media. It's always on the news. It's kind of hard to get away from unless you're just going to shut down your computer, shut down your TV and just, live like a monk, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and that's kind of crazy too, because they may have never talked about politics and then all of a sudden they're watching television and one is like, yeah, yeah. And the other one's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this is all on the door. Now that start, that, that, that trumps into an argument. Now, you know, that kind of happens with us too, when we're watching a movie, right? And you know, and it's man and a woman, and they're arguing or whatever, and you just get all you like, part, like you become the the character. And you take stuff personal. I'm like, wait a minute, this is the movie. Well, still, you know, you get all upset. He shouldn't have done that to her. And I'm like, baby, that's the movie. I'm not that character. You're not that character. So take yourself out of that movie, okay? Wow. If you if you can't keep yourself separated from a movie of paid actors and a, and a plot and everything that's been you know, produced by writers, they maybe we shouldn't watch these types of movies. <laughs> so that's the same thing with these real world situations when it comes to politics. You have governor, governor, governor races, Senate. Right now, there's a you know, there's a big push for the Senate race. Um, and so these are local okay. officials. I mean, really, it's I mean, political views and what's going on in the world, that is a big deal, Brooke. And it's the same as religion, you know. If one person was raised one way in religion, another one in another religious affiliation, then that's another clashing subject. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that it comes down to, okay, we have to respect each other's views, mm -hmm. uh, what we believe in, and still be able to respect it and get along. You know how you say you got to agree to disagree? So I have to agree, okay, maybe you think one way and I think another. Mm -hmm. But we are still two human beings. I have to respect your views. You have to respect mine. Well, you know, it's kind of hard because you have those. It's easier said than done. It is. Because I can honestly, like we sat there, we had a conversation with our neighbor for like 30 minutes. And we listened to him talk yeah. about 
the financial the financial aspect. aspect because that's his background. So we're respecting. Okay, you, well, this is your back. He was an oil person. He grew up in the oil industry. Yeah, and that that was his perspective. Right. So we respected that and we listened. You know, but there are you know people we deal with clients. You know where we have opposing views and we're talking to them right. about their finances. You know, and then they start. You know bringing up political stuff, you know, yeah. I'll make this decision regardless. Okay. We, we get that too. And you listen to it and you respect it. We're not going to get into a heated debate saying, I got to prove my way is right. I have to prove your way. But it boils down to that a lot of times. Yeah. That's where, you know, the discussion gets into a, a real debate and hopefully it's not like a president, the first presidential debate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You're screaming. Nobody's here when anyone says it's like two kids. You know, so, and that's how we say, okay, well, if you can't verbally um, communicate with each other, then you need to start writing things down. <laughs> yeah, I say time out, go in the neutral corners till you calm down. Because but you got to be able to follow the rules. And if you can't even follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? I have a set of suggestions, you know. Yeah. You know me. What are some tools and some strategies like to help these couples? Because it's 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 challenging. It's heartbreaking to see like a couple that's been together 22 years and this and because of this, their political beliefs, call it quits. You yeah, know, yeah, you know, wild. to that's see a father that's telling their child, if you date or marry, some, if you marry somebody outside of our political views, you're cut off from your from. My will. So he's I mean, forcing his political views onto his children. Now, is that <laughs> that's you know what that falls into another uh, thing? It's like basically you're forcing your views and your beliefs on another individual. Mm. So are you saying that you don't respect another person's individuality? Right. They have to. So is that like control and manipulation? I I honestly feel that it is. It, it's it definitely is you downright know, the manipulation. Big, the big issue too is uh, pro life and pro choice. That's another thing. You know, the government that you know some people want the, the government to force their views on yeah. women, making them make decisions on their body. What you're gonna do okay. with your so it's like you you don't own your own body. Yeah, you know I mean? and I and I know that can be a huge, huge. You can say the same thing about. Destructive behavior, dr drinking obsessively, taking drugs, mm -hmm. um, you know, driving under influence. So, you know, I mean, you know, why uh, the, those are destructive, you know, and so just things that are destructive to yourself. Well, look, at it. there's no one candidate that's perfect, but who closely aligns most with what your future is vision for this company? I mean, um, company for this, for this country. Thank yeah. you for this country. But you have to think about that even when it comes to your relationships and your marriage. There, there are going to be things that you agree on. There are going to be things that you disagree on. So one of our, our strategies is for those couples that are struggling, you know, just think about focusing on the values that you share in common rather than those things that you cannot agree on. In most instances, you can figure out a way or some type of compromise, even whether it's short term or temporary basis to be able to to handle those things. Because when we're, we're in marriage, this is a lifetime commitment. So there are some things that, you know, it's just ingrained in you to leave those dirty socks on the floor. <laughs> I'm not going to throw the marriage away because you keep leaving your dirty socks on the floor or something like that. Fundamentally or different. Or you keep moving the toothpaste or 
the remotes all the time. They get straightened up. You know, some of those things, <laughs> you know. Okay. Back to the... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? For a healthy marriage, you need to be able to communicate effectively. And yeah. in order for the, for the two of you to coexist, sometimes you're going to have to agree to disagree. Now, I'm not going to lie. In the back of my mind, I would probably wonder, I'm like, well, if you're voting for this candidate and they believe this, what things about that candidate do you agree with and yeah. disagree? Now, that's a key question, because if you think about it, one, when you we had a conversation, you know, with that one gentleman, he was talking about from the financial aspect. Right. How did he feel? And that was everything was solely financial. financial. This is, so that, and that he said that resonated with him. Mm -hmm. When you talk with someone else, it's like the character, you know, taxes, you know, it's, big issue. yeah. So and they didn't, they didn't really talk about anything else other than finance. So they, they can deal with all the other aspects of that individual, oh, they can but see. they agree with what was most important to them. And, you know, and that, I guess that's based on, where you are in life, because these individuals were older individuals, more mature individuals in the retirement phase. So all the other things didn't really matter to them. It was really they, okay, for the rest of my life, this is really going to affect me and my family, my household. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But think about <clears throat> it like this. If you have two people that are fundamentally different when it comes to politics and you agree to disagree, but you have some of that frustration kind of beneath the surface and you start to develop a degree of anger, it impacts you to the point where you start resenting them. Will suppressing that actually do more harm than good? Yes, it will, because it's gonna come mm. up and come up even more compressed, I mean more explosive. <laughs> yeah. The so then what did we say to those couples? You know, you're like, look, um ding, ding, go to your corners. Yeah. And just <laughs> I'd say make a list of what you appreciate about your spouse, what you could agree on and go from there and start building from there. Now, I understand you may have to have that conversation. OK, you're voting for this candidate. I'm voting for that candidate. OK, why? What are your pros and cons for this candidate? What are your pros and cons for this that candidate? Can Wait a minute. But what <laughs> I'm saying is that if they're, you know, can they acknowledge? Yeah, there are some cons to this, but this outweighs it. This is my focus. You know, I understand where you're going and you have to respect that. But it's, it can be hard, especially, you know, for well, women. I'm going to give you an example. You oh, may be saying, no, no, the subject no. may be like, okay, uh, how one candidate says uh, that they just grabs up woman's private parts. And the woman mm. may have been exposed to some kind of sexual oh, uh, yeah. abuse in the past. So that resonates with her very much so. And then she's going to like, how can you vote for someone who has done this and just really don't care about women, disrespect them, mm -hmm. openly talks about this, been recorded on how, you know, on tape and play at the public about this, and you still want to vote for them? That, you know, that, that makes her feel that, you know, that, that her husband or the person she's dating mm -hmm. has done that to her because you, you line up with that, that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So that's a big deal. That's why I say sometimes I don't know. That's that's a tough subject. I do when you go try to talk about that, mm -hmm. or do you kind of brush it on the rug and just say, "Agree, we never talk about this again." Which way? But I don't know because you know you should. One of the things of a healthy relationship is being able to communicate True, with but, one another, mm -hmm. and then understanding that there are going to be some things that we're going to disagree <clears throat> on. You know, I you know.
Mm. I know that's a rough subject. It's, 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 it's rough because I'm all for marriage. I'm all for marriage winning. I'm all for healthy conflict resolution. Yeah. But when it gets to the point where it's unhealthy, then that's where where I'm I'm concerned. When you think about it, there was like another survey that it said, I think they surveyed a, a couple thousand people or I forget how many thousands of people that 11% of them, it's like almost one out of every 10 people have re- ended a relationship over a political class. Wow. One so in yeah, 10. So, and even 20, they said 22% of millennials have reported ending a romance over political disagreements. And they said a lot of them were attributed to our current president. Oh, wow. And it's not like it's something that's been long going. It was over the current president. And, you know, one in five Americans, it's like about 35% of millennials, they know a couple whose marriage or relationship has been negatively impacted, specifically due to the election of the current president. So now what are we going to do knowing the impact that it's had on relationships previously? What are we going to do to shift that dynamic going forward? Because tonight, it's a, you know, boats are being, are being calculated. Yeah. It and may take a day before everything is It may take a little bit. And it may show one side this way, one side that way, and it may change. I don't know. That's just... I mean, you got to find a way to live healthy. Health. Now, let's look at it. We said for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, and it sickness and like health. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That could be... That's one of those instances. Do you encourage that couple to proceed forward? If they are perfect and not perfect, but if their marriage is on the up and up in all areas, except for this one area, can they overcome the great divide of politics? You know, that's, that's, I don't know. Uh, that's a good, and you know what? Then you have also, you have the biracial couples. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. That's cultural. You have maybe uh, Spanish and African American or white Caucasian and African American or Caucasian and, and Chinese. Mm-hmm. You have these different cultures. When they come together, that's almost like politics too. Mm-hmm. You have different ways and thinking of cultures. And sometimes mm-hmm. different cultures side with one candidate versus the other candidate because mm-hmm. maybe one culture is um they look at the candidate and they see how they they're 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 really mistreated or that mm-hmm. their political views are totally against one culture. Mm-hmm. Or been mistreated, you know, in cultures. So, and then you get together and you're, you're, you know, getting married, and then you have all these cultural divides, and then you have all these political divides. Man, that's <laughs> there's a lot of cons there, a lot of things that you have to overcome. Those are so many great divides when it comes to your marriage. Mm. So, I mean, I think it still comes down to the keys and strategies. You have to. If you can't verbally talk about them and verbally communicate, mm. you're going to have to write them down <clears throat> and you got to use some of the strategies. Come up with a couple ways to agree with a certain view mm-hmm. um, and disagree with it <clears throat> and agree that, okay, we just won't talk about that or wow. I don't know. That's, that's, you just come up with those same strategies. You got to work it out. All right. So uh, one of the suggestions, you know, we talked about earlier is just making sure that you focus on the things that you do agree on. But two, our suggestion or my suggestion to these couples will be avoid trying to change your spouse, because a lot of times you're you're trying to force your political views on on your spouse. Mm -hmm. It's going to to cause more stress 
and frustration. Now we understand that comp there's no marriage that's gonna be conflict free. Right. If so, they're they're not somebody's not being honest. That's right. And trying to force your views on someone is gonna become gonna cause more harm than good. I mean, you can appreciate and respect the fact that, you know, they've exercised their right to vote. You know, you're not obligated to vote for the same person. However, it's a good thing if you're on the same page, even better. But the fact is, if some people will have different political views, but I don't think forcing your position on, on anyone is, is going to be healthy or beneficial at all, you know? And, and I would take it to another point, which would be recognizing that every married couple's going to have issues. And some of them are, they're going to have to simply agree to disagree to preserve the marriage, if that makes sense. And can't pol can politics be one of those things? Uh, it can. It's just going to take, as in anything with uh, a marriage or a relationship, it, you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to put in the effort. You have to have an open mind, not a closed mind. Mm -hmm. You can't be tunnel vision. You can't just be like, it's my way or the highway, or it's, you know, it's my view, way of thinking versus your view. It mm -hmm. has to be, you have to put that out of the, out of the way. Remember, when you come together, you become one. Mm -hmm. So you have to work on becoming one. You're not, you know, that's what, that's what I have to go back to the word. The word says when two come together, they become one flesh. Mm -hmm. You become one. You have to put aside the, the things of, of childish ways and childish things. Because as a as a man think of a man, you know. So, as a man think of, so is he, right? Right. Oh. Oh, but that's. And if mm, a man think of that way. Ooh, oh, that's a problem. The word just, just, just cut right there. Yeah. And oh, that's, my goodness. Oh. Nobody cannot dispute the truth, which is the word of God. Well, you know. And that is. The, but a man think of a man. <laughs> so oh. a man think of that way. Mm. Wow. Yeah, something to think yeah, that, about. Yeah, so right. for those of you that casted your vote earlier today, <laughs> if you can go back and change. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but well, just see, going. Some people may not even think in, they don't believe in the word. That's, yeah. that's something even deeper. That's, that comes from the upbringing. If they have never been exposed to the word of God mm -hmm. and, and the teachings of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. if they haven't gotten a relationship with Jesus Christ and they don't know who he is, mm -hmm. they just... They just hear of him and they don't know who he is mm -hmm. and what he, you know, what his stance is, mm -hmm. then then it won't resonate to you. You can talk to somebody all you can, all about right and, and what's wrong and good mm. and evil, but they've never been exposed to it. So it comes down to whether it's the chicken or the egg, right? What mm -hmm. comes first? If 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 the parents have no no moral compass no integrity mm. um you know then how do you expect the children to have it okay and then we're talking about generations and generations because america really is unique in the world because of the civil war and, and well there are other areas where slavery came into place but america has more discrimination it seems like than any other mm. country and that is a big great divide um that affects relationships today especially when you have, like you said, two different races, two different cultures coming together, being married. And that's a whole, a whole nother subject, but actually it's the same because your political views and your culture kind of come in at one because how you were raised 
and how you were exposed to what your parents taught you will have your way of thinking. Okay. That 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 is so how do you how do you get that one mindset? Well, one, I think you gotta do uh <clears throat> one of the things you gotta think about is rein in the negativity because that negative thought pattern is what can spill over into your marriage that the more you think those negative thoughts, the more that's what's going to fester. And that's how you're going to see your spouse from a negative perspective, because that's a door that you don't want to open. You know, I suggest focusing more on why you married them in the first place, but also focus on the, the positive things so you can protect your marriage. I mean, learn to compliment them you know, and learn to speak kindly about them, especially if all those negative thoughts start to flash through your mind. You're constantly having flashbacks of things you saw on TV, things you've read in the article, you, things you've heard a, a candidate say, and then you start to kind of align those with your spouse. Now, those are two different individuals, some things they may agree with, you know, and, and it, you don't agree. So it's like, ah, uh, you're going to have to learn to establish those boundaries. So when we're talking about establishing boundaries, to protect our marriage, we talk about from external influences. And a lot of times we think just friends, we think brother-in-law, sister-in-law, mother, father, but political views, those are external influences that can also um, impact the marriage and you're a boundary you need to, to implement. So, you know. You know what? That's also a vow. <laughs> no. We just released a book called Struggling to Keep the Vow. Yeah. We didn't necessarily include politics. In it. I think that's going to be volume two. So speaking of everyone out there listening, Struggling to Keep the Vows is a book that uh, Dr. Sakish and I had just released. We just published and released. It's available all over the world. Amazon, I think, uh, eBay. Uh, you can always go to our website, marriagescanwin.com. You can either get an, uh, a signed copy from us or you can have a link that will take you to Amazon. And you can purchase your copy and get it. But that's where we get, what is it, nine or 11 different views mm -hmm. from individuals, couples who had their vows they, that they they were struggling to keep their vows. And some didn't even uh, end up in divorce. And so they talk about that. They talk about their struggles. They talk about you know their outcomes and what they've learned, um, you know, as well as you know, we're talking about this politics. And as all of you right now listening, you know, you've already casted your vote or you've just come from the polls standing in long lines because this is something you believe. You've, you're, you're getting your voice out there and <clears throat> you're, this is your right. This is, you know, your privilege um, that some of you have, your ancestors have fought and died and bled and been mistreated over just this opportunity to go out and, and vote um, your mind, your peace, your freedom, you know? And, and, and that's why when you talk about your marriage, you know, all that which is ingrained in you throughout the years, throughout the generations, and you're talking about it comes up in your relationship, you find out that you are on opposing sides, opposing views, and you're voting and believing in opposing candidates. Wow, that is such a deal maker. That's why, you know, some of the strategies and keys you need to get in our book, Struggling to Keep the Vows. You can go to marriagescanwin.com and purchase your copy there. Also, um, you can get one of our older books, too, called Marriage Can Win, which we talk about the great divide, communication, finance, and intimacy. So those have been typically what causes a relationship to fail. And now 
politics is really in the forefront now and the way you believe in candidates, you know, and what's happening in, in, in the world. That is a, a, a big, great divide. It divides not only relationships and marriages, but families. It's been dividing people in communities, you know, in the workplace. So it's it's a big division, but we have to use some keys and strategies, some basic ones. We have to respect each, each individual's beliefs, um, and we have to respect each individual as an individual and move forward, work with the commonalities work together, you know, and just don't be disrespectful to, to one another. Yeah. And that was one of my key points. Um, <clears throat> one of the strategies for the couples is just make sure that you remain respectful at all times. I mean, even when you disagree with one another, you can still respect one another and whether it's politics, whether it's boundaries in the home, whether it's finances, whatever the case is, respect is key. It's non-negotiable. Um, <clears throat> we can be fundamentally different on things in regards to how do we um, discipline our children, but it doesn't mean that you need to be disrespectful about it. That's really, really important. But my, the last one of the last couple points that I, I want to encourage or remind couples is that just remember what matters most. I mean, your marriage is more important than any differences you may have politically. And guess what? This the president, whoever is, you know, after tonight or whoever's declared president, they will be here four years, possibly eight years. But your marriage is built to outlast that president's tenure. And that's something I had to give to our neighbor, even though we had differing political views. He said, look, these presidents are going to come. They're going to go. I'm focusing on my pocket. OK, that's his perspective. I, I understand about the pocket part, but there's so much, so many other things that are, are going to be impacted by that. But rather than, than debate it, I'm like, okay, that's how he feels. He has to run his household. That that's him. But <clears throat> be mindful. Your marriage is designed to outlast any election and, you know, anything that's coming to destroy that can cause division between the two of you. So I know we've given a list of things. But I kind of want to quickly review them and then make sure that there's something that I I, um, I didn't overlook. So just making sure when you as you're visiting the polls, as you guys are coming back home, for those of you that were that were standing in line um, earlier today, just make sure you focus on the things that you agree upon. You know, that's that's important. Make sure that you recognize that every married couple is going to have challenges. And sometimes politics just has to be one of those areas in which you agree to disagree. Um, you know what? I want to make a point real quick. <clears throat> this is why in a relationship and in marriage, we talk about getting to know each other. I just want this is kind of going in the backwards. It's rewinding here. And <clears throat> politics is a big thing. This would be what some of the things that you need to talk about as you're dating before you get married or right before you get married because this is a deal breaker like we're talking about now. You need to talk about your political views, um, some of the big topics. You know, it, should be, it needs to be a conversation um, because if it, it may be a deal breaker for you or maybe you're not very 
in tune with what's going on in the political arena, you don't you don't care, and the other one does. So when you get married, at least you kind of know that up front what you're dealing with, what you have to, um, what could be a division in your in your marriage. So you know how to deal with it before you say I do and and you know commit uh, to each other. This is part of what the communication aspect comes on. This needs to be a part of your conversation. Because you like you said, you don't want to be 22 years out, like my, my wife said. <clears throat> and the wife found out that the man voted for Trump, and she ended up the, after 22 years divorcing him because of that. Now, don't you think if they had talked about the political views, <laughs> you know, 22 years ago, they could have avoided this? Mm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know to what extent, um, you know, it, it really impacts them. So that's why we're coming up with their strategies. You need to have these conversations and and make those decisions. But I would hate for a, a person to say you have these choices. You have a guy that you really like. You communicate well. You, you know, you have all your values aligned, but politically you see two totally different things versus someone you agree with them politically, but everything else is out of whack. Why would you choose this one person specifically politics over the other person that has more pros and cons? You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Okay. All right. So that, that kind of takes me back to the, those, uh, suggestions we have, which number three is just avoid trying to change your spouse. And a lot of times we try to force our views and opinions on someone and it causes more division than unity into the home. Sometimes recognizing you have to agree to disagree. And we know that every married couple is going to have issues. Can politics be one of them? That's a question for in your house. Can politics be one? I'd like to hear your your feedback, family. So send us an email. You know, we know every couple has division in their home, but can politics be that one thing that you agree to disagree on? So, so shoot us a quick um, email or hit us in the DMs and let us know. You marriage, know, marriage can win at gmail.com. Yeah. The next thing will be just focus on why you married them in the first place. Some oftentimes in relationships, we lose sight of why we got together because things are not where we want them to be. Understand that everybody is a work in progress. I'm not the same person now that I was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. But that's why you continuously have those dialogues and get to know one another. You know what I mean? I, I mean, do. the next thing is just making sure that you build up the positive things that will protect your marriage. Still compliment them. Still, you know, speak positively about them. Don't let anybody ever hear you say anything negative about your spouse. That's the greatest form of disrespect for you to be out somewhere speaking negatively about your spouse. The two of you kiss and make up, you know, the election's over and then everyone else is harboring resentment and, and constantly bringing it up and you guys have moved forward. Exactly. So you got to, the next thing will be just make sure you control or rein in that negativity, you know, Understand that there are differences, but make train your brain not to just think negative about your spouse or not to replace the, the president's face with your spouse's face, you know, <laughs> because you, you there's some fundamental disagreements, you know, and recognize the next one is just appreciate the ways in which you guys are the same or you're not the same. I know what what attracted me to my husband is because he's outgoing. He's he's funny. He's more of a risk taker. You know, where I'm more so I like to be planned. I'm like, 
you know, I have to dot all the I's, cross all the T's, and he'll be the type to say, you know what? Enough of this. We're going on a vacation. That spontaneity, he brings that part into the relationship. And I appreciate it because God knows what I needed. And, and he brings that to the relationship. And I hope I do the same for you. Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, hey, wait a minute. You're taking a long time to respond. <laughs> <laughs> but next thing is just make sure that you put some some strategies or some safeguards in place so that, you know, if politics, if it's a huge, like a divisive area in your relationship, you know, don't don't force that on your kids. Please don't tell them you're cutting them out of the will if they marry somebody of a, a different political party. Right. You are opening up the door for so much anger, resentment, and division in your home. You cannot, you can't believe it. And just be mindful. You're not going to be there anyway. <laughs> if you've left them something, that means you are no longer there. Exactly. And then you want to tell them how to, to live their life. You know, right. that's, that's, that's kind of how do they say that's cold, you know, controlling how someone else thinks. And, and their views are. Yeah. And the last um, couple things, but last but not least, just remember what matters most. Your marriage is designed to outlast any um, uh, political um, election or anything else that's coming to cause division in your marriage. Your marriage is designed to withstand that. Do not fall pray to that. And I'm sure you like, Sakisha, that's easier said than done. But the truth is you have the ability to create and establish those types of boundaries to protect your marriage. Now, how badly do you want to safeguard and protect your marriage? Are you willing to establish those boundaries? Are you willing to kind of agree to disagree to preserve the marriage? You know, we, we have to compromise on certain things as it is in marriage, whether right. it comes it's to give and takes, yeah, you know, and then and, and there's you have to really respect each other, and you know, not just have want to have everything your way, yeah. And just last but not least, be respectful. I mean, respect is mandatory in all relationships. Do not demean and put one another down because you have different political views. And I understand from sitting here watching, you know, a lot of the rallies, the speeches, part of me is like, how could you say that? How could you do that? Right. But that's me yelling at the TV in yeah. my own home, not yelling at him and disrespecting him, right. understanding, you know, we're going to be different. And I'm not saying... We should walk around with rose colored glasses and ignore everything. But I, I don't see throwing away 22 years over a political view, an, an election. Right. Because right. they're here for four years, possibly maybe a, a total of eight years and then throw away 22 years. Right. Yeah. Take the good with the bad, you know? Right. So you have to create your environment in your marriage and you have to live it. And you have to, you know, part of that is you have to <clears throat> embrace each other's um, differences mm -hmm. and you have to move forward. This is what's going to make you cohesive, mm -hmm. going to make your marriage and relationship strong. And and for the long run, it's forever. When you say your vows, you this is forever, mm -hmm. as long as you live. Yeah. As long as you live. So you have to make it work. You both have to put the effort in. Yeah. And as we always say, you have to be the change in your relationship and, and no one else can be the, you know, you can't depend on others. You have to be that one. If you want something to change, you have to be the one. All right.
So we're so excited. We're going to sit here and just watch as these results continue to, to come in. We're, this is going to be a long night in our household. We are hoping that you guys are doing the same. We're praying and, and just standing in, the, um, in advance, standing in agreement for there to be peace in the household of those that are listening to this broadcast, that we don't allow our political differences. We're not allowing the enemy to use political differences to come in and cause division in our homes. I thank you that we recognize and use wisdom on when we are to agree to disagree. Father, give us the wisdom on how to continue to respect each other, to see our, our spouse from a positive aspect and not just the areas or their imperfections. Father, help us to be able to continue to love them as you love us, despite our imperfections or the things that we may do or say that you don't agree with, Father. So, Father, we just pray that there are safeguards that are being implemented right now in the name of Jesus of all of those households just to to manifest peace in those households, peace where there is unrest. Come, Father, be their peace, oh God. Be Jehovah Jireh. Be their provider. Be yes. Jehovah Shalom. Be their peace, God. Be their healer, their restorer. And don't allow this one night, this one um, uh, moment in time to be the thing that disrupt marriages because we are on the battlefield to help save marriages, oh God. And we thank you and pray that this, this broadcast was a blessing to marriages as we're continuing to listen to these election results. And we are praying that we just give you all the glory and the honor because you have an, a candidate in mind for who, who you want to win, Father. So we stand in agreement with you in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I just uh, I just speak healing upon the land. Yes. Healing upon the land, yes. regardless of who you decide to be the leader. That you heal the land of hatred, you heal yes, the land of, yes. of hurt, you heal the land, heal the government, heal the leaders, mm -hmm. uh, bring them into line with your word, your yes. will, Lord, because you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the creator of all creation, and we are your creators of creations. Yes. We are your creation. And Father, we just thank you for your love, your peace and all of the relationships into the family structure, Lord. Mm -hmm. You are the, the baseline for where we, we grow and we mature. You, your word, uh, I, and I just speak that it resonates into everyone that's hearing this broadcast. Let your spirit pour out to them, the spirit of truth, Lord. Mm -hmm. Let it resonate in everyone who's hearing this broadcast. Let it resonate, let it resound, and let it become them, the spirit of truth, which is the holy, spirit, your spirit. Father, we just thank you right now and all that you do and all that you have done and all that you have placed upon your spirit, upon all these marriages, relationships in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So remember, you can be the change that you want to see in your relationship until next time. We want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on today's show. Let's keep the conversation going. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under Marriage Can Win. You can also visit us at marriagescanwin.com. Remember, you can be the change you want to see in your relationship. Until next time.